Welcome to The Remnant. Thank you for tuning in to Remnant Radio Show, also known as RMNT News. You can find us all over, and we are excited about the growth of the program. I'm excited you tuned in. Listen, podcasts are growing, and I think this is a way that we can get the gospel out in these late days that we're in right now. I really believe so, because you know what? As you listen to the mainstream media and what President Trump is calling the fake news, and I, I tend to agree with him in many aspects, uh, and we won't get into that today, but what a week here in the United States, and I hope I can cover it all in this short period of time. But yeah, so the Mueller report came out, and uh, it appears that President Trump was in fact vindicated, and so we just want to say thank you to all those that have been praying for our president. Thank you to those that are, have stood with liberty and freedom and the Constitution here in the United States, standing for religious liberties and freedom. And before we get into anything else, let's pray. So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power and authority of your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would breathe the words of this program today in the next 30 minutes, Lord God, that we would be able to speak directly from your heart today, that it would indeed touch the remnant, like we like to call it the remnant of the remnant, Lord, that is out there, that have ears to hear and eyes to see, and know that there are other brothers and sisters that are out there believing and standing with them for a true revival and awakening here in the United States and around the world. And we believe, Lord, that you want to do it so we thank you ahead of time for what you're gonna do in jesus name amen amen so yeah it has been a busy news week and i think a lot of people are relieved listen even if you don't like president trump i think everybody should be excited that the u.s president did not uh collude with a foreign power mainly russia um at least this president didn't um and i think this president i was telling a friend is really one of the most vetted presidents in our history I mean, they've been trying to find something on him for over two and a half years now. And uh, so, you know, I, I can't say that most Americans, if they had that extensive vetting process, would actually pass the smell test. But President Trump has remained and uh, been victorious. And I believe a lot of that has to do with the prayers of the saints. And uh, I'm not going to get into all of that today, but just thank you for praying for him and let's see what continues to happen. I believe more corruption and um, all kinds of things are going to be exposed and coming out in the next couple of months. I wish I could cover everything that I know, but I don't want to get into that stuff because I get the hate mail and the attacks and people don't believe it. So we cover uh, things that we can show you links and facts and that way. You don't just blame me for being what you call a conspiracy theorist, but I call uh, somebody who is the Lord speaking to. And I know that there's people like you that are out there that the Lord is speaking to in this late hour and giving you wisdom and direction that is beyond what we could know because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He speaks to us. Sometimes he does it in visions and dreams. I know I get some prophetic dreams sometimes. Uh, you know, I'm not one of these people that are walking around prophesying everything and, you know, every person that I see, I, I, I receive a prophetic word if I do with fear and trembling. And uh, I pray about it and I wait for God's timing and I'm far from perfect as I say all the time, but uh, I do believe there is some abuse out there in this area where people are just prophesying for the sake of prophesying. Don't do that. Don't do that. We don't ever, I was talking with a pastor, we went to NRB this week and uh, that was here in Southern California. It was called Proclaim 19. I want to thank Proclaim 19 for inviting Remnant News out. We, uh, we were welcomed as the press, and we were welcomed uh, to be a part of the press pool. And 
I just want to thank NRB because you know what? That is showing that we are in a new season and they're understanding the significance of podcasts. They're understanding the significance of alternative news and media and the strength that's out there. In fact, a pastor, a friend of mine just wrote me this morning and said, uh, you know, this is really could be a way that the Lord is, is reaching his church in this hour because the mainstream media are not wanting to report on the facts and on the truth. And so there has to be, you know, what this show's called a remnant. There has to be people that are willing to stand for truth and righteousness in this hour. And there's more people listening because people are searching. They want to hear the truth. It's just like in the church. People are looking for churches that are preaching the full gospel of Jesus Christ in this hour. And they're doing that because they're, they're hungry and they are, they're hungry for truth and they're hungry for righteousness. And they want to see, you know, revival in our nation. I believe there's a lot of people that want to see a revival in our nation. But what does that look like? You know, what does that look like? Somebody said to me, a pastor friend a while back, you know, we were talking about revival. Actually, it was Pastor Mario Murillo, a friend of mine. And a great man of God and an evangelist that has been all over the country and the world. And, you know, he said, Todd, are you ready for a revival? You know, is your church ready for, are you really ready? And at first I almost got offended. (laughs) I said, what do you mean, Pastor Mario? Of course I'm ready. But you know what? Those words really reverberated inside of me for a, a while. And I started thinking about it. Is the church really ready? Are we really ready? You know, do we really understand what revival is? Revival is a breath of new life given by the Holy Spirit of the living God. And uh, I think of Acts chapter 2. You know, in Acts chapter 2, it was a suddenly, and it came like a mighty rushing wind. And that upper room affected history and is still affecting us today. What happened there? Because it was the empowerment of the Holy Spirit coming on the saints of God. And so we are able to operate in the gifts. We're able to operate in the anointing of the Holy Spirit today. And so that is the remnant news. You want to know what the news is? I'll tell you. That's the news. The news is, is that you're empowered and you're, you're, you're given wisdom and direction and guidance and power from the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So as we look at the headlines in our you know various news outlets that we may look at, maybe look at Drudge Report. I do several times a day, actually, um, you know, just to kind of see what's going on. I like to be informed. I like to know how to pray. You know, how to pray for our nation, how to pray for our president, how to pray for the world. You know, I like to see the significant events that are taking place. And I really believe that they are in tune and in line with what the word of God says prophetically for the lateness of the hour that we're in. So, you know, I, I, you don't have to watch the news as much as I do, you know, because obviously I have a, a radio show that talks about current events. So I have to be out there doing that. But, you know, that's why we're here. We want to we want to give you from a from a perspective that is a biblical worldview and that is a, a remnant worldview, basically somebody that's really in tune with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm like that guy all the time, you know, don't get me wrong, but I believe the, the listeners of this audience, you, you know, the prayer warriors, the intercessors out there, the true men and women of God that have a heart to see revival in this nation, you get it, you get it. And it can happen and it will happen. But what does it take? It takes the people of God truly repenting. And I talk about this a lot, truly repenting. Well, Todd, do you need to repent? Sure, absolutely. I say we all repent. Why don't we get on our faces before the living God and repent to him and ask him to touch our nation and to move here like a mighty rushing wind? I don't know about you guys. I live in the San Fernando Valley here in Los Angeles, and it gets windy at night sometimes. And my wife and I are often awakened by a rushing wind. So we understand what a mighty rushing wind sounds like. 
And I'm sure for those of you that have lived through hurricanes, you know what a mighty rushing wind sounds like. It is powerful. And that's what we want to see in in the move of God is a powerful, culture-changing movement. Something that rocks the culture so that the church is the head and not the tail again. You know, this whole thing with Mueller that I talked about a few minutes ago, you know, I mean, it affected me because I could see that it was a spiritual battle between light and darkness. Now, people say, well, you know, how do you follow President Trump and how do you support him? You know, he's, he's such a carnal man. Well, King Cyrus was a very carnal man, too, and he allowed the children of Israel to see great victory in moving toward what God had promised for them. And so I believe we can see the same thing here in the United States. But I will say this, and I did write an article on this on remnantnews.com, rmntnews.com. You can go on there. But it's an article about President Trump's own faith journey, and I believe that President Trump has had an encounter with God. Um, I'm not saying he's he's perfect or he's there yet, but I'm also not there yet either, by the way. And I, I, I would I would like to say that most of you aren't either because it's our faith journey. But I'm just saying I don't know if he's fully humbled himself. I don't know that he's repented yet. I'm not saying that he's done those things. Some people that are that are people that I trust have said that they've they've been in pretty intimate spiritual moments with the president in recent years. And I do believe that. And, and there have been the laying on of hands on President Trump. I've seen this. Uh, you know, secondhand from one of my best friends being in the room laying hands on President Trump. So I know that it's happening, and I have to say that's pretty significant, uh, especially from where we came from in the last eight years, from the previous administration to where we are now. Having a president that's willing to receive wise counsel, that's willing to invite leaders of the Christian community to come in and give him biblical counsel. And then on top of that, what, what impresses me is I've seen this, he listens to wise counsel. So that, that means a lot. He really listens to these men and women of God. And I think that's a big deal. And so, you know, I'm thankful uh, to men like Jim Garlow and, and Rosemary Garlow that are out there that are going around uh, the world and standing for biblical values. He has a great ministry called Wellversed um, and, other, and other leaders like him. I mean, I, I don't want to start naming names because, you know, I'll forget people and I'll leave people out. But there are leaders in the Christian community that are going out and standing for biblical and Christian values. And I'm thankful for that. And, you know, I think about uh, the governor, Mike Huckabee. I just saw him in NRB. Another one. I mean, he's out there standing for the word of God and standing for morality and standing for biblical morals and values in our culture. And the more people that are out there, the more pastors that are unafraid to speak the truth of the, of the word of God in its entirety, that means confronting sin. That means you know, being able to talk about what society is deeming as controversial, because a lot of people are deeming certain topics that are biblical topics as controversial now. Um, I can think of marriage as one of them on the top of the list. You know, uh, what about the attack uh, of our young people on their identity? You know, and you got all these different genders now and all that. What are you talking about different genders? There's two genders. There's always been two genders. I mean, you know, I've listened to scientists that have come out and said, listen, there's two genders. I mean, whatever you want to say, you can say, but that's the bottom line. People say, well, what about hermaphrodites? Well, you know, if you want to, that's like the people that tell me, you know, what about uh, abortion in the case of rape and incest? And I would say, well, that's like less than 1%, you know, but they always like to bring up that one, you know, case so that they can try to debunk or, you know, derail the entirety of the argument. But truth is truth. And the Bible is truth. And the fact that there are only two genders is truth. 
it's truth. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I mean, we can get into all these topics. It's the same. The fact that abortion is murder is truth. And um, and so that that's why, you know, these these subjects are, are quote controversial and a lot of people don't like to talk about them. And, you know, they're now labeled and considered hate, you know, in the workplace, HR will come after you, you know, all kinds of things are happening because of some of these things. But I always just tell people, listen, I didn't write the Bible, okay? And uh, I'm not, you know, you don't see like uh, Todd as one of the chapters in the, in the Bible, you know? And so what I'm doing is I'm, I'm speaking and interpreting and, you know, to the best of my ability, you know, what is written in the Bible. I didn't write it. But I'm also not God, and God didn't chose me to. Uh, he didn't choose me to write a, a book in the Bible. So I'm, I'm just telling you what the Word of God says, and I believe that the Word of God is truth. I believe that it is, you know, divinely inspired words that were written by men, you know, and women that were meant to write these down so that people could understand a roadmap of how to live righteously and how to live according to God's law and God's word while we're here. Uh, in this life, which, by the way, is just a, a a vapor, a quick period of time in the in the big scheme of things of eternity, and so we should be eternity minded and focused on what is the condition of our soul. And you know, if you've fallen away from God or you've had a season where you're in compromise, think about what the Bible says about being lukewarm, and think about what the Bible says about straight is the way, narrow is the gate that leads to salvation. So we're not here to condemn you or judge you today because, listen, I had my past and the Lord delivered me and healed me of many things, and he's still doing that. But I did make a decision to repent, to turn from my sins, to turn from my wickedness, to turn from unrighteousness and things that I actually enjoy doing. Because, see, people don't get it. Sometimes they think that, like, oh, my gosh, my life got so horrible, and then I had to repent and become a Christian because everything was falling apart, and that was my only option. That's actually not the case. I tell people I was flying high. I um, I was getting invited to A-list parties in Hollywood. I was having red carpets rolled out for me to come to very elite parties. And I was running in circles that many people would want to run in in today's world. And so when I left the world, it wasn't because my life was crashing and burning. I was making good money. I was uh, quote-unquote successful according to the world standards. But I knew that I was living immoral. And I knew that I was in darkness. And the Lord was showing me by giving me eyes of understanding and ears to hear that the lifestyle that I was living was wrong. And I knew it in my spirit. I knew it in my, in my, in my soul. I knew that I was, I was morally bankrupt. And that's why God, in his love and in his kindness, showed me that, yes, I did need to repent. Yes, I did need to turn from my sin and unrighteousness. And maybe, maybe you're listening today for the first time and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit got something in your heart right now. <laughs> Got, it, got your attention right now. And I would just say, you know what, maybe this is, is, is meant to be that you're listening today. Because listen, it's, it's, we're not here to judge and condemn and, and, and attack and you know, malign and, and, and wish destruction upon the enemies of God or people that are in sin. That's not what this is about. See, I heard Billy Graham messages when I was eight years old. I heard Billy Graham for the first time down in Florida, and that was my beginning of, of understanding truth. I had been raised in... The Catholic Church as a, as a young boy, an Italian young boy here in America. and But when I heard the words of Billy Graham in Florida, I think it was down by like Deerfield Beach and uh, down by, you know, Fort Lauderdale area. He came down there for uh, Boca, I think, or somewhere on there. Uh, there was a Billy Graham crusade. I, my, my grandparents invited me. I went there, and when I heard the truth 
that was being spoke from Billy Graham, and I felt the presence of God come on me, and I knew that there was something there. Now, did I change my life then and become a Christian from eight years old on? No. It, it began a journey, and it, it resonated in my soul, but I, I still lived in the world for many years until I had a true encounter moment with God. And so maybe you're at that point right now. I hope you are, if you're listening today. And you see the world around you, and you listen to the news, and you, and you see the attacks in our country, and you see what's going on. And you're trying to figure it all out because you hear different, you know, varying opinions. And some of the arguments of the left sometimes sound really good, don't they? Some of the arguments of the enemy sound really good. I'll put it to you like that. Some of the arguments of the enemy sound really good. In fact, they'll use terms like love and acceptance and, uh, you know, all these really nice terms, you know, really nice terms. And how, how could you be so hateful and that's divisive and that's hateful. And, and, you know, the rhetoric that you're speaking, the Bible is hate and, you know, it's, it's, it's antiquated. We don't live that way anymore because we've evolved as a society. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And if you really were to be a student of history and to understand history, you would know that many of the things that we're seeing right now, they've happened before. In fact, all of them have. All of them have. Um, study before the flood what was going on in the world. You know, Study the, the Tower of Babel you know, and what they were trying to accomplish at that time. And so really what we're seeing is a fruition of, of events right now. It's, it's a fruition of, of a, you know, a move of God that I believe he wants to do in this country. Maybe, maybe the last great awakening before he returns. I really believe that we're getting close to that before the tribulation. Uh, uh, maybe the last great awakening, maybe the last chance for this nation, because this nation is riddled with immorality, with massive amounts of debt, with massive amounts of, um, of, of problems looming. I mean, basically we, we could be going off a cliff and, you know, people that, that argue oh, Obama was the best president. Study what Obama actually did. Study what he did to our military. Study what he did to our economy. Study what he did to, to outsourcing jobs and to, to bringing in uh, hostile people toward the United States. And then we'll understand there was a greater agenda. And he was just really a puppet for, you know, the greater evil behind him. But, but you know, I believe God's given us this season to reprieve, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned because... I don't really see the church stepping up like I think God wants the church to step up. And I'm praying that these little sparks are going to start creating a bigger fire. I'm praying that I do see little little sparks around the country. I do hear of very, very powerful things that have happened and taken place. And I get encouraged when I see those. And I think you do too. I get encouraged when I see those things. And I think, okay, maybe something is going to happen here. But then I also see the, the bankrupt side of the church where people are so afraid to speak out, where people are continuing to do a very seeker-friendly message that tickles ears. And I think of the scripture that literally says that, you know, in the end times, people are going to want to have their ears tickled. And then I'm watching it happen. And I know many of you guys relate to what I'm saying right now. And maybe that's why you don't go to church. Maybe that's why you've fallen a few times because you're, you're sick of it yourself and you just don't know where to go and who to turn to and who to listen to. And so what I would encourage you to do is just connect with God Connect with God. You know when you're in your house, and for, for me, I, I'll tell you this, I live like towards the mountain, you know, mountain area, and so when I come home, I have to connect to my Wi-Fi. If I don't connect to my Wi-Fi, my cell phone doesn't work. I don't get texts. I don't get emails. I, you know, I'm not connected to the network because I'm out of range. Well, that's what we need to do with God. Sometimes we're out of range of connecting with the Holy Spirit. 
Somebody needs to hear this right now. I don't know. I just, somebody needs to hear this right now. You need to connect to God's Wi-Fi. You need to connect to the network of the Holy Spirit. And I believe as you do that, you know, you're going to get updates. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're going to get updated as to spiritually what's going on. Ask the Lord, give you eyes to see. Ask him, say, Lord, give me eyes to see. Give me discernment. Give me wisdom. You know, what is this battle that's going on in our nation? Because everybody feels it. Everywhere you go, everybody feels it. I mean, I could be at work and, and talking to people that are completely outside of the body of Christ, and we'll be having conversations that you would think would be happening in a church. And they should be happening like that everywhere because that's our commission to go out, right? To go out and to make disciples of all the nations. But, but what I'm saying is, is that, you know, people would be surprised and shocked to hear these conversations that are happening, but that's because people are hungry and they want to hear the truth. And they're, and they're going to, you know, various resources thinking maybe they're going to find it, but they're not finding it. They're not finding it. And then people wonder why these celebrities that have all this money and, you know, all this fame and fortune, you would think it's total success according to the world. And yet look at their lives. They're in shambles and they're suicidal and they get into drugs and alcohol addiction because they're searching for an answer. And so that is the news. You know what? Maybe I could have gone through all the headlines today, but, you know, in in the time that we had, I just think the Holy Spirit's taking us a different direction because that is the news. The news is that we got to wake up, all of us. We got to wake up and realize where we're at in the timeline. Realize the urgency of the hour and understand where we're at right now. You know what I'm saying? Where we're at in history and what is our purpose and what is our job? God, what do you have of us? You know, what's our call? What's our purpose here? Is it about accumulating money and riches and fame and fortune and Instagram followers and, you know, Facebook likes and, you know, what is the purpose of our life here? Why are we here? Excuse me. <laughs> Got a little excited there. Why are we here? Right? That's the news. The news is you're called. The news is get up. The news is get up. Don't wait for the, the bright pastor to give you the right message. Because you know what? If you're seeking for that, you might not find it. Okay? Now, God is, 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 is full of mercy. And sometimes he'll lead you right to the right place. And, and you will get a message that ignites you. And maybe you'll go to a retreat somewhere and you'll get on fire. And, you know, I've had those encounters but what I'm saying is, is that why wait for that when you can have it right now? You know, you don't need to be riddled with sin in your life anymore. You don't need to be compromising anymore. You know, you don't need to believe the fake news. Look, we've already established it's fake. If I got to sit here and prove every week, every episode that the news is fake and give you links and, you know, just for you to believe me, then we'd miss the whole mark because that's not what it's about. I'm not here to sit here and try to prove everything to you. You know, that's a, that's a huge wait on me every week to try to prove that. And I have people that really require that of me. You know, our organization, we have that. And, and, and it's not just me. This is, this is all the people that are out there speaking truth. We, we carry the burden of proof weight. But I'm going to just say today, you know what? Don't require that of us. Because here's what you should do, is ask the Holy Spirit for discernment and say, is what this guy's saying true? Is there a battle between light and darkness that's happening right now in our country? And is there a battle between life and darkness that's happening for my soul right now? Because you will hear the answer to that. God says he stands at the door of your heart knocking. All you got to do is let him in. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. He's knocking right now. And I'm not talking about just unbelievers, okay? If you haven't believed or received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm talking about believers, okay? He's standing at our door knocking too. And he's saying, when are you going to get up and do what I called you to do? Because I will empower you. I will give you what you need. But it's time to wake up. 
And that's why we say, wake up America, wake up church, right? Wake up people of God. That's what God wants us to do is to go out and transform this culture and go out and lead and be leaders, be the head and not the tail. That's what he wants us to do is to lead this culture to be the head and not the tail. But we got to be empowered. We got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that means spending time in the word, spending time in worship, getting away, resting when you need to rest, getting filled up, you know, feeding your soul and then going out and, and giving them heaven. <laughs> Go out and give them heaven. That's what we got to do. That's our commission, guys. Hey, listen, thanks for tuning in to the Rambo Radio Show. We're going to go every single day in the next couple of months. We're going to have a show, not just weekly, every single day. And we're excited about that. You can follow Remnant Radio, Pastor Ty Coconato here. Thank you so much for tuning in the show. We love you. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Make a difference today. You have a purpose and a call and a plan. There's a plan for your life. God made you fearfully and wonderfully for a time such as this. <laughs>